Hi guys. Hey Peter. Um, how is everybody? I, I wanted to start uh, this podcast uh, really quickly. Uh, I want to do this before the intro, um, but um, a lot of people uh, showed us that we were on their uh, Spotify wrapped. And I want to dedicate uh, this episode, uh, as always, to, to all of our fine listeners. It makes me very happy. Um, and now with the intro, um, and I didn't write it down. So, uh, give me, give me one second. I'm the bad at, uh, improv. Um, how did I want to phrase this one? Um, you know how there's like monotype Pokemon challenges? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can just make up your own challenge. People, some people decide to, you know, be the lowest level, the fastest, uh, and some people will do monotypes. Some people will do a run through of their favorite game with a team of their favorite Pokemon. And so, uh, if I were to do that with uh, only Fortress, it would be my team Fortress. <laughs> Wait, what if you played it a second time? Mm. Oh, that, if... that would be my team Fortress too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if I had a team Fortress? Oh, would then that... that would be your team fortress as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great one. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a catchy team fortress two quote, but I literally forgot them all. I played yeah, so many hours. You, you played it a lot. Uh, uh, jar of piss. Watch out. Yeah, uh, that was part of the orange box, which is like the only time a video game company has ever been like yeah here's all of our games on one disc it was it was like twenty dollars or something it was super yeah. cheap they did what i think they had was... team fortress 2 uh half life half life 2 uh all all of half life 2 and portal yeah they didn't have the first half life it was just half life 2 and then the, the episode one and two wouldn't half life 2 just be full life yeah, <laughs> Half Life got him so. as well. Toki uh, Doki Life, or was that um, Life game? I forget. Or the Game of Life, the board game. That's what it becomes. Two Half Lifes equal one board game. <laughs> what was that thing that we were doing briefly? It was a Nintendo app. Tomodachi Life. Tomodachi Life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And then they made it on like the 3DS, right? Or was that like something else? I had that. I remember producer Chib from uh calling all creeps was very into tomodachi life yeah it was very good there were so many amazing videos that people made of just like the most ridiculous characters singing the most ridiculous songs in that me voice and uh yeah and and yeah it just kind of went away yeah i played it for like all of a one week and then i was like i've, I've milked this as much as i can you're just like i beat it yeah <laughs> Done. Hundred percent. Well record. So, um, yeah, uh, much like we'll milk this tree. Yeah, for all it's worth. Yeah. So, uh, in this episode, uh, as always, uh, I, we give a little snippet at the beginning, a little sneak of who we're going to be talking about. But you're gonna have to wait for Fortress because uh, we are talking today and starting this episode with Pokemon number two hundred and four, 
Pineco, or as I found out, a lot of people just assumed that it was Pineco. Okay. I was going to say, I have a confession because until um, we all started talking about doing this episode, that is exactly how I pronounced it. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong because other people have... Uh, have adopted Pineco as uh, the way they say Pineco. It's but, just like, to me, when I first saw this Pokemon, I did not think it was a pine cone. Yeah. It's blue, you know? I mean, there's a lot about the looks of this one that make no sense. Right. Yeah. Just visually, it's it's yeah. quite confusing as a Pokemon. I but, think the only reason I knew how to pronounce it was because Brock had one. Yeah. Yeah, which oh. I even forgot about, but... Um, He's a lovable little guy. Yeah. So, yeah, Pineco. It is pronounced Pineco. Uh, yes. You take that to the bank. It is the bagworm Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, the only one? No, yeah. there's, uh, what, uh, four of them. Yeah. The bagworm Pokemon are Pineco, Fortress, Burmy, and Wormadam. Yeah, which is interesting to me because realistically they are kind of the same like this is mm-hmm. i feel like one of yeah. the few times where it's the same animal and the same concepts but two completely different pokemon yeah they said uh you know we really like that pineco and fortress but we're not going to give them any regional forms we're mm-hmm. not going to give them any uh mega evolutions we're just going to in- introduce very bad pokemon of the same <laughs> category in generation four probably it was four i think i think that was just like they wanted to revisit the concept because they had all of those terrain things like oh evolved by the ice rock evolved by the grass rock like that was that game right yeah i feel like and so it was like oh if you evolve it in the sands it turns into this type of thing and i feel like you know wormadam becomes the more realized version of this concept But, you know, humble beginnings. Pineco, I I have a lot of respect for Pineco now, actually. Yeah, I like it a little bit better than I did. Because before, it just annoyed me that it was supposed to be a Pinecone. It didn't look like one. But um, I'm fine with it now. called the Bagworm Pokemon. None of us knew what a Bagworm was. And now we are all going to learn what a Bagworm is. Yeah. And I mean, then... our wills. (laughs) Yeah. And then the evolution is just like, wait, what? Yeah, (laughs) like, why? Why are you... That. Why, why are you like exactly. that? Exactly. Why are you like this? It's because oh, they I... invented steel type Pokemon. Yeah. Which is wild to think like this is what they invented steel type Pokemon for. Yeah. Right. Like this is that their. That was my thing. This, their we'll get into it, but like, I at no point was just like, oh yeah, when they made steel type Pokemon and made Fortress, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I always thought like Steelix, Skarmory, mm-hmm. and Caesar. Yeah, right. we're like the so premiere. Yeah. Um, Pineco is two feet tall, weighs fifteen point nine pounds, and we've already said he looks like a pine cone. Uh, it's a really big pine else? cone. Blue. Yeah. I so one of the things that I find really funny about Pineco is that Pineco's eyes are not actually like fully rendered eyes they're just on the ridge of the like like pine cone piece you know what i'm saying like they're they're basically completely flat right on the the square of the like ridge in the pine cone so his eyes 
just end up looking really like painted on. Yeah, I can definitely I see that. that. Yeah. I, I guess I like what they it... were trying to do was like make the shadow, like make it look like it was under the shadow of. No, know. but if you look at like the scarlet and violet, because that's again, violet. like when this Pokemon was invented, it's just a stationary maybe blinks. But if you look at it, it's mm. scarlet and violet. The eyes are literally painted on to the oh, underside yeah. of the pineco. Oh my God. Yes. That is really bad. It's like kind of, yeah. That's um, bad. It looks like not fully made. Right. Yeah. I don't like that. I also like, I wish they kept the sprite and the color scheme of the gold and silver sprites and didn't really just take off with the crystal sprite because at least in the gold and silver, it looks a little bit more like the color of a pine cone almost. But then in crystal, it just became really like ice blue. It just doesn't make sense unless it's, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It, what makes more sense is the all of the shiny versions. They should have just history. swapped them. Yeah, you're right. So, so I just posted a picture in our, our group chat where you get a really good idea of like how they're just painted on to the underside. Like, oh, wow. All I was of, trying to look for a picture and that really... Yeah, yeah. It really takes the cake. So all of the top ridges of the pine cone are like lifted up by a spike at the top and Ew, underneath it. it every single bottom face of the rectangles are black and then the eyes are just flat on the yeah. ridge. What it's... sort of N64 shit is this? Yeah. <laughs> Come on Pokémon, this is supposed to be Gen 2. Yeah, it it kind of it's like a Banjo-Kazooie character. It does look like a Banjo-Kazooie character. I could see it just coming up to talk and being like, To Sarah's point, weirdly enough, there's a lot of Pokemon that I think of and it's like, oh yeah, it's a, a grass Pokemon. It's It should be green. And then you're like, wait, why is it blue? Like, Tangela is blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, shiny Oddish green. is mostly blue. Yeah. Yeah, but then also don't forget it's not a grass Pokemon, this one. Yeah, but it's a bug. When you think bug, it's, it's a still pine think green. Cone. I know, that's, but that's the thing. is like you Again, we as Americans, we looked at this and we were like, oh, pinecone Pokemon. Okay, thumbs up. Why is it a bug type? But everybody who is like familiar with the bagworm is going to be like, oh, okay, it's not actually a pinecone. It's a worm that has wrapped itself and it looks like a pinecone. <laughs> so it's obviously a bug type. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, but pinecones are still not blue. I mean, okay, so it's not actually a pinecone. It's just collected a whole bunch of stuff to look like one. What? So what? Okay, so here's the other thing too. It like rolled nothing... around a blue paint chip factory. Okay, fine, Wait, Steven, fine. can you do this in your rich guy voice for the yeah, rest yeah. of the episode? Yes, I can. <laughs> because okay, James, are you here with us? There are very few things in nature that are gen like genuinely blue. Things that are almost blue, like for example, a blueberry, are actually purple. You know, mm. there is like uh, I don't maybe a flower or two are genuinely in nature blue. So I need to know like, and I I can't. There's no information on it. Like what sticks or raw material to make itself a pine cone is this thing picking up is it from like chernobyl or like what i I don't know why is Uh, it blue it bothers me doesn't it adhere 
pine cone cones to it with its spit that hardens against the air. Oh, okay, Maybe so it's is it saliva spit. blue? Yeah. See, like that I can get behind. I mean, the eyes are painted on. Why not the rest of it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe so, put on some uh, some makeup. Yeah. Grabber should put a little makeup. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. That was a funny video. <laughs> uh, the Japanese name uh, is uh, Kunugidama. Um, so Kunugi is a sawtooth oak tree. And Tama means ball. So it's... Um, the sawtooth oak is, I guess, uh, where bagworms are kind of found and they produce like little acorns and they have these really cool, like sawtooth leaves. Um, so again, I think it's just kind of taking it and putting it more in a Japanese kids context. Um, and then in French we have pomme de pique. Um, so a pomme de pin is a pine cone in French. And uh, a pick is like a peak. Um, so I guess that's supposed to be like the little point on its head is like the peak. So okay. it's like a pine cone with a peak. And then I love the German name. It's Tanza. Um, very burly. Yeah. So it's supposed to sound like the word panzer. Um, but then a Tanzafen is a pine cone in uh, German. And so I think maybe this is also a good segue into the fact that like, Pineco's a grenade? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's like a pinecone grenade, yeah. Yeah, because that was the whole thing, is Brock would pick it up and it'd explode. Um, Which, yeah, it kind of took place of, like, Gen 2 Voltorb yeah. in, the, in the anime. Yeah, it would just kind of come down and it would explode and uh, it would be like the, oh, you hit that tree? <laughs> Oh, you think you're safe? A boop. There's a little pine cone and it, oh, boof, it exploded. Team Rock is blasting off again. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it, of course, was also the thing that would pop out and be like, Brock, you're getting a little too horny. We got to make you explode <laughs> so you back off. Yeah, that uh, would legitimately solve all of his horniness problems. <laughs> simply Just explode. explode. Simply explode. have a forcible explosion. When I'm too horny, we get the horny uh, hand grenade out. <laughs> But again, I mean, this is something that realistically, if you are familiar with the bagworm, makes a little bit of sense. Because um, if you go to the Wikipedia for the bagworm, there's a video of it um, crawling around. And what it'll do is it'll kind of jump forward a little bit and then grab down and like pull itself. And um, it's very reminiscent of like a um, Mexican jumping bean. Uh, which is also just like a little bug inside of a um, a bean. And when it hops, it just kind of like explodes and bounces around. Um, I didn't know those were real. I always heard the term Mexican jumping bean, but didn't know that was like a tourist trap, like a uh, toy that you would buy toy. Yeah. I say lo- least like loosely because it literally was just, I remember uh, uh, going to a store and seeing them and you could buy like a little box of them. And yeah, them home. I, I think I've seen them in um, in a commercial setting before. But uh, they're just 
bug larvae with yeah. a, a worm inside writhing. So they say so many times people would like they'd end up in somebody's drawer, or junk drawer or something, and the worm would hatch and just Ew. die. Yeah, a lot of them would just like die inside the casing. Um, but it's like a fun little thing to be like, look, it's magic. It's just jumping around the little bean. Ha ha. Um, but the the bagworm kind of moves around similarly. And so if again, if you're familiar with that, you're like, oh, yeah, it kind of explodes with energy. It jumps around and, you know, pops down and will, you know, jump and explode. But um, if you're not, you're like, okay, pine cone, you go off i guess <laughs> yeah so bagworms are real creatures they um they kind of make themselves a like a protective shell out of um whatever is around them in the environment for the most part right it's kind of like a hermit crab yeah. almost i feel like Pines. hermit crabs are really fucking cool yeah. yeah they are i used to have a lot i used to have a lot of hermit crabs as a kid it's like a pet yeah, don't pine, they smell? They smell disgusting. They're very disgusting. They're so small. Why they? Is it because Dude, they poop in their little houses? They do. And, oh, and they, it's all the poop they. Live oh my in. god, they smell so bad. I mean, like bad. Um, so don't recommend if you're a a parent and your kid wants a hermit crab. Just say no. What if your just Dave wants no. a hermit crab? No. Sweetie, no. I'm sorry. No, uh, not We're in this going house. The, the stink room. We can name it Dwebble. <laughs> Parasect, get two. Parasect, Mm -hmm. and then stink at you because that one will be the fart stink one. (laughs) I got, I got one that was in a wily coyote shell when I was a kid, and I named it Wily Crabody. That's so good. (laughs) He was my favorite. He lived for like three years and smelled like shit all the he way he smelled so bad oh it was disgusting maybe that's hero. why like as an adult i have a very poor sense of smell and maybe it's because when i was a kid i had those hermit crabs in my bedroom and uh, maybe my nose just died like my nose or my smelling whatever maybe they smelled even worse and you were Dude. Uh, a little bit you always just smelled uh poorly yeah i don't know but <laughs> yeah, that was bad you really see my wife smells <laughs> I, I was gonna say maybe you just smell bad, and then I, I was like, no, smell poor, poorly. I'm the uh, one who smells bad in this relationship. <laughs> I'll tell you very. I'll I'll let you know, Dave. I've hugged you so tightly before, and you smell fantastic. Yeah, Thank he's you. Got I'm a very... good, he's got a good smell. He's I paranoid. like his pheromones. I'm paranoid about my stink. Listen, yeah, everyone everyone poops, and sometimes everyone stinks. It's part of being a human. Yeah. yeah, but some people excel at stinking in the same way I excel at shitting. <laughs> oh, now that's an impressive stink. I'm a they king can compare shitter. it to the way that you shit. Yeah. yeah. I gotta say, as I've been growing older, um, my deodorant doesn't last the entire day no more. Mm-hmm. Same. Especially yeah. in the summertime. Woof. Yeah. So, stay Do away. Do you think pine cone smells... Pineco, pineco. Yeah, he's covered oh, with yeah. his hardened spit. So yeah, uh, and they they do say I like the thing about the elderly pineco. Um, yeah, yes. they're huge. It, it, they describe it as ridiculously huge mm-hmm. too. So like it reminds me of an Arceus where you could actually get like the extra large or the super yeah. small Pokemon. Like there must be you know we have the 
two feet pine co, but maybe there's like a four foot pine co out there. And I love that it says it's unbothered by the weight of its shell and it'll just patiently hang from a tree waiting for its prey, which I need to remind everyone, pine co is a bug type Pokemon and its prey are insects. So also bugs. Yeah. I mean, what else sucks? Yeah. It was like if humans, like our prey was like humans. I mean, it <laughs> technically is kind of. That's true. Yes, there's a lot of yes, that is true. We just don't eat them often. Mm. Well, bam, yeah. bam, bam. Pineco. Pine- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I think we were gonna say the same thing. That they like uh we'll say it together. Pineco's favorite prey is cutie fly. So many things eat cutie flies. I, I feel know. Like. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like they were designed to be the prey Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, if you're a bug, right? What else are you going to make your prey? Just weaker bugs. I mean, it's not going to eat an entire Dragonite or something. No, I, I get the it. But I just, world. I what, about, like this what is... about like um, maggots? They eat like really large things. Yeah. Why aren't they eating snobs or charger bugs or? Right. Flip bugs or those those guys sizzle peas. Eat those. Yeah. Leave cutify alone. I don't know. I I eat that that cutie little pie up. I'm interested to get to cutie fly and read its Pokedex entries to see like this Pokemon is often prey of others or to others. This Pokemon, let me tell you, fucking delicious. (laughs) (laughs) This Pokemon's really good with a hot sauce. Well, let's see. Because it's going to be so long until forever. We get We're there. never going to remember. What is that, Gen 7? Uh, Fuck, I don't even know what gen we're on now. Yeah, yeah. no, because Alola, right, is when Cutie Fly oh, Alola, was introduced. Alola, okay. So that was 7, yeah. 7 or 6. 0.4 pounds, 4 inches tall. Um, eats flowers. Uh, Tastes uh, like delicious hamburgers hangs above the heads of people with auras that are like flowers is a pollinator Um, which like flies are not so right i don't really know why but but flies are not cute so that's true you're right there they can pick up the aura of other living things Look at this, listeners. You're getting a two-for-one episode yeah. right here. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't think it's because Pineco doesn't have a whole lot <laughs> to uh, talk no. I mean, Maybe one of the things we could talk about, which is one special thing about Pineco, is um, it, it kind of uh, competitively, uh, one of the things that's great about it is it can lay spikes. And um, that was a concept introduced in this generation, Gen 2. Um, and actually, I looked it up. Uh, they only introduce uh, traps in uh, even-numbered generations. Interesting. So in Gen 2, they introduced spikes. In Gen 4, they introduced pointed stones and poison spikes. In Gen 6, they introduced sticky web. And in Gen 8, they introduced sharp steel, which huh. was a G-Max move from uh, Kuparaja. Um, but yeah, they have only ever introduce these uh, arena uh, traps in even numbered gens and spikes was one of pineco's like uh, best things that it could do because now your gen one issue of oh well you swap to this and then i swap to that and then you swap to this and then i swap to that gets eliminated because every time you swap you get hurt a little bit so um and then the other great thing 
uh, about, you know, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it with Fortress is that uh, there's ways to then get rid of that too, because uh, it affects both players uh, individually. Yeah. So. It makes sense too, because um, Pineco is also supposed to look like Caltrops. Yeah. There's, there's like heavy, like weaponry themes that go on with this Pokemon and it makes it make a little bit more sense, which is why I respect it more now. And we actually get this too with a, another Pokemon in this gen that makes no fucking sense, but that's, uh, that's later. It's all we'll get, we'll weaponry. Very militant. Yeah. I wonder, does it, does Pineco ever show up with, um, Surge? Lieutenant Surge? Yeah. That would be great to see his, like, bandolier with Voltorbs and Pinecos. <laughs> yeah. I really do like it in the, the manga. I need to start reading that again. When uh, Lieutenant Surge has, like, a Voltorb launcher. Yeah. But, so, one of the uh, videos I watched of a competitive person playing with Pineco, what they did was um, they laid uh, poison spikes with uh, their lead, which was... Uh, Cafrigorous, or however you pronounce his name. Um, and then they switched out to their Pineco, who um, was level one. And uh, what he would do is uh, st- he has sturdy. So um, he would, um, you know, survive a hit from another Pokemon as long as he was at full health. And then he would use pain split and uh split his health with the other pokemon who's level 100 and a legendary gets all of his health back the legendary hits him he's sturdy he pain splits again and so on and then the legendary eventually dies from the poison spikes that Damn. affected him so you could basically take out an entire team with a level one pine co just consistently pain splitting and watching them poison themselves to death oh that's How sick devious yeah i was like oh that is that's quite the strategy there um, i love that yeah i mean it, it obviously depends on a lot because sturdy doesn't work if you get poisoned so you can't get poisoned by one of the opposing yeah. pokemon's you moves clear poison spikes from the field Yep. But if you're just, you know, going up against some random person on an online battle and they're not prepared for that, then you basically get a free win. It's uh it's a cool little strat. I like that. Um yeah. trying to see if there's anything else that's super exciting. Uh you know that Pineco is a little grenade in the Pokemon Stadium 2 minigame Eager Eevee. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. A game where you uh, are all Eevees, and it's kind of like, I-, I guess, musical chairs in a way that like there's a barrel with an apom above it, and you are, like the music will stop and it'll lift up, and whoever gets there the fastest eats the most berries, but sometimes he'll lift it up and it'll be a pineco, and if you oh, hit that, yeah. you explode. And then you don't get to dash the next turn because you um, have PTSD and shell shock. Yeah, I, I don't remember the Stadium Two mini games as much because I didn't have it. Uh, we didn't have it, but um, thank you for describing it to me because now I remember. The Clefairy yeah. game was the best game, and, and probably as a kid, again, I was just like, oh, "Okay, sure, Pineco's the 
the bad thing, but I I feel like that was lost on me. I think it was lost on a lot of people. Literally, I think the anime did a lot of heavy lifting for my understanding of this Pokemon, which sometimes like did the opposite. Like, how many times did you see an episode with a Pokemon and you're like, this thing's a fucking powerhouse. And then you actually, <laughs> like, I remember thinking, like, here it goes. I'm going to use Metronome. And then, like, I'd be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm using Fire Blast. But my stats are crap. And it's like, doop. like, because <laughs> in the show, that was like the end all be all Kamehameha. Like, it always pulled something insane. Yeah, I, I still think. Using metronome is the most fun you could have in Pokemon, though. It's like rolling the dice. A little gambler in me wants to wants to hit big money, big money. I love that. When I play, uh, every now and then I get into Marvel Snap, the phone card game, and I have a bunch mm. of cards that I use in my decks that's like, it will transform into any card, or you can draw any card. So it may not fit in my deck, but it adds that kind of like wild card. Like yeah, literally, yeah. it could be something like, how will this fit now? It's fun. Um, unrelated, but I have to, I was just reminded of this and I've got to say it real quick. Um, on the every FNFF podcast, uh, Curtis mentioned this ridiculous Pokemon run. Peter, did you, did you listen to that? Yeah. I immediately was like, this is sick. Curtis knows exactly what I want to watch. I immediately laid down in bed, uh, put on the, the video of it and just was in heaven. Do you want to explain it? Maybe you could explain it a little bit better than I can. Okay. So, um, basically, uh, there was a a content creator who uh, saw somebody playing Pokemon with a blindfold on. And he thought to himself, I wonder if there is a way to 100% without fail put in a series of inputs uh, from the very, very, very beginning of a um, Pokemon. I forget if he had to specify whether it was red or blue, but it was um, Pokemon red or blue. Um, And just 100% beat the game without taking a look at at the, uh, the screen or listening to any of the uh, sounds coming out of it so he would have to account that every step might be a random encounter so he'd have to take that into account like the game throws different you know random battles at you throws critical hits at you throws um you know different pokemon's moves being thrown at you um y- you can do an attack and there's a range to your attack. So you might take out your opponent or you might not, or you might crit and take them out when you normally wouldn't. So they might be on a different Pokemon in their rotation. Uh, So you had to take into account every single thing and make it so that every single input would beat the game. Um, No matter what, no matter what within like, a like one billionth probability because there are some things that you, if you get the worst luck ever you're just never going to be able to to guess what's on the screen yeah but it, it basically like you know if you take a step you've got to put all the button combinations for if they get into a battle 
if they get into a battle with Pidgey or if they get into a battle with Rattata, if they don't get into a battle, and then that button combinations would, you know, fix basically anything that goes on. And so you could run these millions of button inputs and beat the game no matter what, no matter the RNG, no matter anything. So it's just like, it's such a cool run. Yeah, it involves starting Charmander. Um, it involves uh, getting the Magikarp uh, from the Pokemon Center outside of Mount Moon. It involves using the Daycare Center a lot. It involves using a Master Ball on Articuno. Um else did he use it was it was nuts it was it was insane it was a really good time he's like oh i saved 10 hours by (laughs) realizing this that's that's so great that's incredible i do you know that there's also somebody who has just has a pokemon i think it's like ruby or sapphire and it is just using pi for the inputs (laughs) and it like has yet to leave the first town but its starters like level seventy two, <laughs> so it's using What's... every single digit of pi. Uh, yes. Okay. Once it gets out of there, it's gonna be. Oh, watch out! Yeah, but <laughs> once, it's still. Once, once it gets to the rocket tile pu- uh, puzzle, <laughs> it's gonna be wild. Oh man, I we mention this every so often, but watching Twitch plays Pokemon was like a definitely a. Something that I'll I'll always remember and smile when I think about it. The internet was all about it back in the day. Oh, and when Pokemon Go first came out and everybody oh, was yeah. outside and like smiling was, at each other. That was so nice. Like you would just talk to random strangers. It was such a good time for me because I was a I'm very introverted most of the time. 2016 was not a good year for me. So just like that that was just such a like a breath of fresh air. Just like, you know, going into the wild, literally going into the wild and meeting people that were into the same nerdy shit I was, was just like insane. I mean, like I, I went somewhere today. I was doing my job. I sat down at a desk and I was like, oh, he's got Pokemon cards on his desk. It's like, you know, you get excited still when you see those like little things. Uh, it's, uh, but it's, yeah, now I just... I look at the Pokemon Go subreddit and it's everyone just complaining about like raid chances and pass money and it's just not the same game anymore mm-hmm. either. I would play it trying to catch as many Pokemon as I could and then I ran out of Pokeballs because I was a bad shot. <laughs> like I just kept on missing. And then I was like, how do I get Pokeballs? I have to go outside for that? Alright, <laughs> uninstall. <laughs> Very counterintuitive, very against the spirit of the game. Well, I think that's what a lot of people um, mostly are frustrated with when it comes to these topics of, of raids and blah, 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 is that it's designed for people who live in cities and it's fun to play right, in cities, yeah. but for the people who are out rurally, it, it's not so great. And then when COVID happened, they actually added all this stuff where you could remotely play in raids. And so that Mm. helped the people who were in these rural areas to play a little bit more. And then as soon as, you know, it was there for a year or two, then they started monetizing it. And that's when it Mm -hmm. became like kind of soured. Yeah. People always be monetized. And I'll tell you what, you know, a, a 
BM, always yeah. be monetizing. Always bowel movements. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have ABM right now. Yeah, abnormal <laughs> bowel movements. Um, there, yeah, I mean, Pineco is a bagworm. Pineco uh, will fall if you shake a tree. It will hang tight to uh, the branches. It will. If you eat. shake a tree, it will have an ABM. Yeah, a sudden blast moment. Um, and um, the shell makes it almost uh, immune to birds because birds will try to get at the innards of the pineco, which is what pineco actually is—a worm within a protective shell that nobody yeah. knows but. yeah but but okay fuck you pokedex because i'm not defensive against birds i'm a bug type yeah. so it's super effective so you're lying to me oh yeah, I, a good point i guess it means that it can withstand damage but it won't get eaten it is i think what it's saying is true in a you know why the bug does this thing like that is a true scientific fact but as a child reading the pokedex that sets me up for failure like, mm. it says that i'm more protective against bug or uh sorry birds and i'm not they they fuck me up with their flying type moves well against flying it doesn't say against flying types it says against uh, bird type yes Pokemon. oh so missing so no. only missing no yeah got you got yeah. you yeah actually <laughs> missing no versus pineco is the movie i've been waiting for <laughs> <laughs> um i mean the other thing too that you always have to take into account is that like you're the dumb kid writing the pokedex <laughs> yeah so i honestly got yourself think, to blame i honestly think pokemon company um game freak nintendo they could make a better pokedex oh agreed of course i'm yeah. always although they did do real well with omega ruby alpha sapphire yeah. uh yeah ultra sun ultra moon that's what i meant sorry yeah yeah, those those are uh, chef's kiss. Somebody was was on some shit that day. That person needs a raise. Yeah, a person uh, probably went on to um, Reddit. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's like the best job you could think of at the Pokemon Company? Um, oh, um, uh, professional pl- plush quality control. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, cool plush quality control yeah plush hugger yeah professional plush hugger that's right um, they are the sitting cutie yeah <laughs> the uh, sitting seat the sitting chair of the sitting cutie Ooh, wait sitting cutie segment what does the pineco sitting cutie look like oh yeah look. Well, this is gonna be a disaster sits i don't know every now and then it, sometimes they if don't if it's got beans in its butt then oh maybe. it looks so bad oh it looks so gross i love it actually Oh, its eyes are painted on still, too. Oh, oh, oh I it's, want it. Yeah. It looks just like a ball of fringe. <laughs> it kind of looks like somebody, like if there was like a, like a plush maker, somebody just like put the Sprite into it and it got kind of fucked up in the translation. 
<laughs> like it looks like some sort of computer something or other didn't Somebody just translate. Yeah, Wait. it looks AI made. Like its its hands would be all fucked. I up. have to share this. Somebody just has it held upside down, and it still looks <laughs> correct. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's real bad. I love it. Um, the last interesting thing I have to say about Pineco is um, that the animators probably hated the fact that Brock caught it in a quick ball because every time it came out, they had to animate a fucking quick ball. <laughs> hey, quick balls are my favorite kind of balls. They're Take cool. that for whatever you think that means. <laughs> <laughs> They're cool, but anytime you have to be like, oh, we have to remember that it's a fucking quick ball and then animate that one part now spinning differently than the other parts. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck, fuck that he caught it in a quick ball. <laughs> Why'd we do that? Quick balls are the best. They're my yeah. favorite oh, Pokeballs. And, oh, yeah. and the other thing is Pineco held around for a while. Pineco was one of the most featured pokemon in the anime was it really? other than pikachu for well a yeah bit. pikachu doesn't count for anything so in the anime um where is it i know i put it down yeah. so when brock went to hoenn uh fortress which was pineco was the only pokemon he brought with him and he kept him until sinnoh yeah and so he had been in 323 episodes which was the record but then was matched and broken three episodes later by jesse's wobbuffet which we talked about you know being in a lot i mean maybe even to this day who knows uh yeah so wobbuffet pine co and pikachu um you'd never think they were when you think pokemon you think those three Oh, all the time. You bet. Yeah. Wabba. What's <laughs> Gen two Pokemon is where how Pokemon uh, say their names in the anime starts getting uh, shifty to me because I didn't oh, watch the anime. I, I looked it up so that I could make sure we pronounced it correctly. Yeah. So Pineco was Pineco. And then the, actually it did it specifically for this next one because I was like, how the fuck do I say this? Oh, uh, is it? Is it? Oh, is I, it I'm gonna need a lesson. Yeah. I'm, so yeah. it is Foratris. Foratris. Okay. All right. And um, speaking of Foratris, uh, when you reach 31, you can evolve into a Foratris. I'm just gonna call it Foratris. For my notes, yeah. anytime I typed its name, my app or my. Um, Fun would substitute the name for forgetters. <laughs> and that's how I feel about this Pokemon because I always forget that it exists. So in my mind, I'm like, Remoraid evolves into Foratris, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> but no, uh, Pineco evolves into this fucking clam, I guess, right? <laughs> Bug steel type? Like, what the hell? It, I thought it was a clam. I can see that. No, you're thinking about the bivalve Pokemon. The bivalve. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of the the boss in Star Fox 64 when you're in the underwater level, which yeah. is a clam. And um, it's uh, it really does look so much like a clam. But what you have to imagine, listeners, is that you know what a fucking bagworm is. <laughs> <laughs> And you know that this bagworm 
ditched its wood and just decided to grab some steel. You know, that's just lying around. So, yeah. so Fortress is also the bagworm Pokemon. It's three feet eleven inches tall. It weighs two hundred seventy-seven point three pounds. Packing. Yeah. yeah, and it's supposed to resemble a a, a obscured. Uh, like faceless uh bug bug Pokemon that's sort of within a steel walnut shell. Yeah, which like, God help you if you knew that. Like it doesn't yeah, look I, like that, a walnut. Reads, yeah, that totally reads. It, yeah, it barely even looks like steel. Like it looks like yeah. a purple shell kind of most of the time, and the the pumps coming out of it just look like. Like a fucking clam. I don't. I don't know what else to say. Like, and and it really is kind of actually, uh, in a way, the bug steel version of Cloister. It is. Oh um, my goodness! Now I can't unsee that. Well, so like the, it's basically Cloister, but it doesn't have Cloister's weaknesses uh, other than it has a four times weakness to fire. There are no other weaknesses that Fortress has. It has t- either takes normal or half damage to every other type except fire. Fire will fuck it up. So it's kind of like, oh, here's your Cloister, but it's just super effective with fire. So Yeah, don't get hit by something that you're four times weak to. Uh, general rule of thumb if you're a Pokemon. Especially fire, because like every fucking Pokemon learns a fire move. Like, I feel like. I'm just, I'm surprised at, I mean, basically, um, most poke like in the beginning, if you had a Pokemon in Gen 1, you'd be like, oh, my, my moves are Slash, Ember, <laughs> Flamethrower, Fire mm-hmm. Blast. And now Pokemon can learn such a myriad of moves it, we're really spoiled for choice nowadays back in my day <laughs> what's a, what the fuck's an egg move yeah I, i've <laughs> never actually taught any of my pokemon an egg move but i've hardly ever bred pokemon um so now that you know what this pikachu looks like uh um yeah i mean it just got like like four little cannons on it. It's got yeah. uh, two little eyes that um, it is. I mean, you see them most of the time on the sprite, but we're led to believe that they're almost always uh, primarily obscured. That it, it mainly lives within the shell. And like we don't even have any idea what else is in the shell other than the eyes. Yeah, we can only see the eyes because apparently uh, scientists have been researching Fortress with high-speed cameras. And when it goes to eat the cutie fly, as it's wont to do, um, even the like the fastest cameras or the the most obs- ob- observant scientist has never been able to see the speed at which the inside ba- bagged worm has <laughs> left its shell to munch, clamp down and eat on on prey. So just what a mystery. Shitty. Just shitty scientists. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I can't. You just, can't you just dissect one. Can't That's you? what. Yeah, I was just gonna. I'm like, wow, that seems like a very lazy scientist. Because I would like, 
wreck the shit out of a dead one and yeah. just open it. Yeah, just take one of your angle grinders with mm -hmm. a like a diamond uh, tipped <laughs> or like a carbide bit or uh... or like a pincer. Yeah, there you go. Uh, pincer could get through that. Dave, are you going to reveal a little sprite to us? Uh, actually, yeah, I was. Are you talking about the beta backworm? Are you going to reveal yourself to me? <laughs> uh, I just posted something in the... Mm -hmm. uh, so there, these are technically Pineco, but also technically not Pineco. So there was just a straight up bagworm Pokemon that evolved into a uh, like butterfly, kind of like what we got with like Wormadam. Yeah, we got with Burmy and Mothim. Burmy and Mothim, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so it's like that, except the only difference is that the moth looks like he's covered in hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, makes me and hungry. So Gen 2, within that really big leak of the beta, they found that there was a Bagworm and Moth Pokemon that was created, in the end, was cut to evolution. Um, it's fine. I mean, I don't think it really fit with this gen, with what it needed. It's very Tamagotchi looking um, like with the, the art, but like, like the sprites it. are weird. I, the moth with all the hot dogs on its chest. Yeah, no, I don't like the moth, but I do yeah. like the uh, first you know, evolution. It, it almost cool. gives me like an electric type. Yeah, vibe. I was gonna say ground more so. The the moth kind of looks like it's like a super meat boy butterfree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm seeing actually another sprite for Fortress too. I don't know if uh, you have that one. I do not. Uh, well, these scientists might have to do a little bit more looking because this sprite has a little bit more of Fortress's face. Um, I just posted it in the chat. Along we'll post with these the, on Instagram, of course. Another one, too. But um, Oh, wow. It's got a chin. Yeah. Well, it looks like a Heracross and a pincer put together. Yeah, well, the bottom right one is uh, something else completely. Oh. Uh, but the the bottom left and top right, uh, it kind of is still Fortress, but it almost has like clasped hands in front of it almost, it looks like. It's almost given like a little Krang type of yeah. vibe. Um, Krang vibes for sure. But um, yeah realistically fortress like uh like cloister or or was it shelter i guess because we kind of see cloisters innards but we don't really know what's in there yeah we do see cloisters innards we sure do front and center yeah that that vertical clamp <laughs> yeah fortress being the horizontal version um the other names are not interesting uh, Japanese is Foratos, so same inspirations of forest, fortress, and maybe like turret even too. Um, so again, with the artillery. And and then again, this makes a little bit more sense to me where I'm like, okay, it was a grenade kind of spike type thing in the past. And now it's like a 
turret fortress okay cool get that now but just lost on me as a kid i was like why is my pine cone turning into a clam yeah like what (laughs) it's like the colors don't even stay the same either no yeah no there's zero continuity for this whole pokemon line it's very confusing it feels like a glitch almost Mm um but fortress is not bad as a pokemon it's it's got a good type kind of and the other thing that fortress does great is uh that i kind of alluded to before is it rapid spins which will knock the spikes off of your side of the field so you can lay the spikes with fortress and then knock them away from your side so that only your opponent has to deal with the spikes on switches so did um, they give like squirtle that too in gen 2 yeah, other uh, Pokemon can learn Rapid Spin, and uh, it's one of those things where if you prep for it and you have somebody on your team to dismantle those arena traps, uh, it's great. Um, but it is one of those other things where if it doesn't get used, now you wasted the move slot for a move that kind of sucks, but uh, you know serves just that one purpose. So. Uh, you know, it's always a, a gamble when you're making these competitive teams. Yeah, rapid spitting can be blocked by ghost type Pokemon. Uh, I think they eventually made the move defog be able to clear hazards as well. So there's options. There's. I'm always surprised at how very very deep uh competitive pokemon battling gets and to the point where i just want to use the guys that i like so i'm not going to be a competitive pokemon battler there are just so many variables that you have to think about and it's like whether or not you cater your team to defend against one scenario then you leave it weak to other scenarios so it's just like i think at the end of the day you can pick pokemon you generally like and make it work for whatever you are thinking i don't know i think it really i think i think it really depends it's just it's so complicated and nuanced that i I too am not interested in competitive pokemon for that same reason yeah when um when i participated in that one uh small uh like not against other non-competitive pokemon battlers pokemon tournament i can't tell you how much adrenaline was pumping through my system with every move that i made i was just like i just don't want to lose badly (laughs) you're sounding like my rival in scarlet and violet talking about the the adrenaline pumping through her veins yeah but she loves it Uh, no you gotta love it too no i don't love it i I, uh, I, I really, um, it's, it's really one of those things where like you can plan and prep for hours and then Mm -hmm. somebody throws out like a Psyduck and you're like, what the fuck are they doing with this? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Or, you know, people come up with new move sets, uh, all the time. Like all of a sudden something, you know, some move set, uh, fits into the competitive battling uh, niche at the moment and topples everything on its head. Uh, You know, some Pokemon will go from, uh, you know, not very often used to almost an essential part of every team, so. Yeah. Fortress was part of the OU, the overly used um, 
so it, it did yeah. get some use but Gen one through four i think that um from what i heard and what i read there's some other steel types uh maybe one that we'll discuss later um that Ooh. might be a little bit better you know what's interesting about fortress too is that mm-hmm. it technically technically was the first steel type in the national pokedex because magnemite was technically not a steel type in Gen mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. until Gen Two came around. So technically, Fortress is the first steel type. Yeah. And what a type! Uh, what a steel type it is. Yeah, pretty handsome. It makes no fucking sense, but yeah. we have it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about it other than um... yeah, just a couple of quickie facts? Um, it it has a reflex. Uh, you know, just like if the doctor bops your knee, you'll reflexively move your, your leg. Um, oh no, something happened. Hmm? No, you're fine. Okay. I saw a little pop up on the knee. Yeah. I saw a pop up that says temporary lost connection. And I'm Uh, so paranoid. uh, That old Zencaster trick. This is all going into the podcast too, so people know. Made on Zencaster. We've 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 been we've been having trauma. We have trauma now. Zencaster trauma. I hope everybody listened to the last episode backwards because there's a secret (laughs) Secret in there for you. Yeah. Um. So. uh, Fortress has the reflex of um, if it you know senses danger in. It doesn't even really have to sense it since it's so reflexive. It'll shoot out part of its shell in defense. Um, And it attaches to tree trunks um, so tightly that uh, it cannot be moved. It just simply cannot. Uh, It also uh, used to hobble and hop around, but um, I guess the general consensus nowadays is that it just levitates to get around because that's just easier. It just makes a lot more sense that way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a fortress, the bagworm. The shiny is awesome. I mean, it's silly, but it's awesome. It's like a gold, right? It's just gold all over. Yeah. I like it. It's like they took a fortress and they just dipped it and gold coated it. Uh, gold yeah. plated. Yeah. This, just... is a, this is a uh, 10 karat gold fortress. It starts uh, the auction at $1 million. Yeah, 300, uh, 277 pounds of gold. It's like the, um, the alternate universe bender. <laughs> It's it's just cool too because like obviously if you're going to release a shiny Pokemon, not only is it going to come out gold, but it's going to have a little star shimmer mm. effect. So it really does look like shiny gold. Yeah. Um, apparently, I'm looking right now. If you have 77 pounds of gold, that's worth like. One million eight hundred eighty-two dollars. So Ooh. then, if we basically double that, yeah, you got like a three million dollar fortress right there. All right. That's Wait, solid. what the? Sorry, what the fuck is a troy pound? I I'm gonna figure this out on my own. We can we can move. On. 
A Troy pound is when you get a good pound uh-huh. from your friend Troy. Yeah, did you know that a, a one Troy pound is about t- 12 Troy ounces? <laughs> you yeah. don't say. Yeah, uh, a standard pound is 16 standard ounces. So, you know, it's it's a little different. 5,760 grains? What the fuck units are these even? Uh, Americans will do anything to avoid the metric system. Oh, the Troy grain is equal to the grain unit of the avoid ropeless system? Who's making this shit up? Are you having a stroke, Steve? <laughs> oh, no, it's French. That explains it. Oh, Avoir du poids. Oh, okay, okay. Do they not use the metric system? Uh, they they adapted to the metric system. We are the ones who are using the old archaic system still. Yeah, because we suck. First system, best system. Oh, I guess. More like breast system. Right? Oh, got him. Nipples. Yeah. But that's two that's the next game. We need to do the first game first. I'm sorry, I just like I wanna <laughs> post this one little thing. This really great diagram that compares the pounds of tower pounds to <laughs> Troy pounds to merchant pounds to avoir du poids pounds to the London pound. So all different pounds you can weigh yourself in. So uh, right. while uh, Steven pounds it out, you want to play a game about pounding? <laughs> Heck yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. We're skipping it over to the, the last game. We're going to reverse. This is a game called Who You Gonna Fuck? It's a game where if uh, Pinecone Fortress got lucky with four of these lucky Pokemon bachelors, uh, which one would not produce an egg? So uh, it's a buggy, t- good time in the city, and this watching this fuck would look shitty. <laughs> Here we go. It's... Caterpie, Weedle, Sunkern, and Trapinch. Uh, I'm going to say Trapinch. I'm going to say Sunkern. It's got to be Sunkern. The brothers take the win. Sunkern it is. Trapinch is a bug? Yeah, it's like a little scorpion, right? Or no, it turns into Vibrava. Yeah, which is like a bug. So Trapinch does not look like a bug, but is in two different groups. It is in... This has fooled me many times. Trapinch is in bug and dragon. I was going to put Gliger in it again, because I always (laughs) put Gliger in, and you guys always forget it is bug. (laughs) Gliger is bug. Must remember. Gliger, bug. (laughs) I didn't want to do that again, because Gliger's coming, so... I mean, like, okay, this is really the generation of bugs that don't mm-hmm. even look like freaking bugs. I mean, okay, to be fair, there are some pretty wild-looking bugs out there in the in the universe. Yeah, I guess so. I went to Arizona, and I saw some really strange-looking bugs once. It's like everywhere I turned, there was just uh, something crawling on the ground that wasn't a rodent, but it, it, it looked like a bug, I suppose. It had several legs. But, yeah, it's a wild, wild west out here in the world that's not Pokemon. But anyway, who wants to guess how many cards that our friends appear in? We're going to play a little game. Let's play a game. Um, Dave and Steven and Peter, Mm -hmm. you're going to tell me how many cards that Pineco and Fortress appear in the trading card game. All right. Let's start with our, our little pinecone 
bro. Pine what's, Co. Yeah. <laughs> what's your highest bid? I'm gonna say fifteen. Twelve. Uh, sixteen. All right, Peter wins, and the actual number is fourteen Pine nice. Co. Cards. Nice, nice, winning. good number. I love winning. Winning's good. Winning is very good. All right, moving right along. Can I up? sweep? Can I sweep? Oh, sweep the games. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Uh, 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 hat trick? Is that what they hat call it? Hat trick, yeah. Hat trick's yeah, okay, three. Peter. Yeah, this, that's it. Right, do Peter. it. What do you think? Oh, shit. Uh, I, I'm going to play so safe. I'm just going to say my uh, lucky number 13. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm going to stick with 12. I'm going to say 8. Wow, so Peter did end up winning, but all of you super low balled because there's really? yeah, 18 cards. Jeez. Yeah, this this one surprised me a little bit. I thought there were definitely more Pineco cards, but nope. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, uh, I agree. You learn a little bit new every day about mating habits and uh, card choices. I I get so excited for this game. <laughs> because it it's so interesting to me just like how popular certain pokemon are but then also when it's done i get to look at all the card art yeah. which is the best part <laughs> definitely i also forget that sometimes it re it doesn't have to do so much with the popularity of the pokemon but it's typing like and in also, the actual playing of the trading card game you know yeah and also just like how easy is it to draw because i feel like yeah, the easier yeah. it is to draw the more willing they are to put one in a deck or something right yeah uh some of these early fortress cards are real gross yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh but they they kind of wow they even have one for uh paldea with the little uh terratype crown on it that's so cute oh yeah look at that, that one right now that one's cute oh they have a shiny version oh did we check the uh sitting cutie yeah it's it looks like a hamburger <laughs> 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 like the the cannons don't come out nearly far enough oh it so. is a hamburger that's a it so here's the thing as a pokemon plush terrible as a failure of a Pokemon plush, it's hilarious info. Top notch. Yeah. Top notch failure. If you're going to fail, go out on like this. That's pretty good. It's a good one. It's okay. fine. It's fine. My little red hamburger. It's like raw meat hamburger with a frozen bun. Mmm. <laughs> From the side, it kind of looks like an Octorok. Yeah, a little bit. Um, all right. What else do we got? Um, are we ready? To... Nothing Pokemon related. I wanted to quick just uh, give a little shout out myself. Uh, I was recently diagnosed with celiac disease, and uh, you know, shout out to anybody gluten free. It's uh, it's uh, it's tough out there to not eat gluten. And, uh, you know, You're I just want to, yeah, <laughs> um, hopefully not so much anymore. No, I mean, yeah, that's, what's crazy to me is I'm like, wow. So my, my digestive system's just been dead for a while. And I had no idea I was eating bagels every day and not knowing I was putting acid in my stomach essentially. Um, 
But I stopped eating gluten stuff for about a week or two, and I feel better than I have in a very long time. That's and fantastic. I am really excited to hopefully continue this path because uh, it honestly it felt like um, the depression and the anxiety of the pandemic was still stuck in me, and now I'm like, oh yeah, that stuff's still there too. But it was. I was actually poisoning myself and that's what really was making me feel so miserable all the time. So, so your um, HP was just getting sapped a little and little mm, with every step you took, you were losing one HP. I had those poison entry spikes every day I wake up and I'm poisoning myself. Um, but you know, it's, it, I just want to share this to say that, uh, took me 31 years to figure this out. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for anybody out there who's struggling, um, Sometimes it's just, you know, going to the doctor one more time and you figure something out that you never knew and you feel yeah. better and, uh, you know, just, just keep, keep at it and, yeah, make, uh, make your doctors listen to you. Yes. Yeah. You please. have to be, you have to be your own advocate. It's, it's, it's really tough too, because yeah. when someone has what they're calling an invisible illness, where like, you don't look sick, you don't look ill nothing is physically apparent Only you're in the hip hop way right well no like or you're younger you're you know 20s 30s you know a doctor is going to look at you and say nothing's wrong with you stop being dramatic and send you home and it's just unfortunate but um there is a large community out there of people who can support and um, yeah i mean to be yeah. To be perfectly transparent, I, I have a huge anxiety with going to the doctors, like insurance and money and surprise bills and getting not great care. It's like something I'm all too familiar with. Um, but I was able to find one person who I was like, yeah, this is what I'm feeling. And they ordered one little blood test and my mm-hmm. life got flipped, switched upside down. But, um, you know, in, in the best way possible, I guess. Um, and, um, it's, it's hard to advocate for yourself when you feel so miserable all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is again, why I just, you know, for anybody out there who is struggling with these feelings, um, it, you know, it took my whole family and support system pushing me to go to the doctor for me to finally end up doing it. And I, you know, can't thank everybody enough for just pushing me to go and continue going because now I can finally start healing. So uh, shout out to everybody out there who's, uh, you know, making it work. Amen. This is the best way to end any episode. Take that, the fuck game and no games, (laughs) no games here, just good people and a good support system. I'm happy that you're feeling better. Sarah, yeah. I'm happy that you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. We just want all of you to feel good and uh, know that we're here to listen. Yes. Always. If you or anyone you know is struggling with an illness of this sort, autoimmune, invisible, anything, I mean, you got a support support system here. So you're not mm-hmm. alone out there. Even though it does feel lonely going through it, you're not alone. What other podcast wants to listen to you? <laughs> right. <laughs> And yeah. where where can these people find us if they do want to write in or 
you know, share. Uh, you can find me and Dave on the streets somewhere behind a dumpster. Uh, if you tell us uh, the secret passcode, we'll tell you what our uh, Instagram is, which is Daycare Dittos. Um, uh, Steven, Dave, and Sarah post amazing, wonderful things that uh, I uh, trust them implicitly with. Um, as long as they're not posting my social security number, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I, actually, we might have a little giveaway coming up soon. Um, or this, it, it may be after it. Well, there was uh, there was some delay in the merchandise. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll uh, I'll announce it now, and we'll do it uh, after the holiday season. But uh, we will be doing just a little giveaway. So keep uh, posted to the Instagram. Wow, this is Stay news tuned. to me. Um, and uh, thank you to Carl Germ for our theme music. Uh, he is a wonderful person and a wonderful musician. Uh, and um, instead of saying farting, we're just going to say uh, good health. Ready? Three, two, one. Good, good health. Through farting. And, Through farting. and I farted. <laughs> farting ass. is oh, health. Man, my dumb ass farted. <laughs> yeah, I farted, guys. I just. Yeah. Oh, I heard Shitting it. That was I heard it. I, I farted a little bit in my diaper. Yeah. Bye.